Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name's Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. In a world that's more designed to pull us apart than actually unite us, what can we do to reconnect to our innate human need to live life together? At just the age of 23, Joey Fry felt so alone that he attempted to take his own life. He awoke in the ICU six days later to find his right leg had been amputated. This feeling of isolation and loneliness now affects one in four Australians. Now fully recovered from the experience, Joey searches for answers as to why it happened to him and how he can stop it happening again. Can we find a way to live together as united communities to fight loneliness and reconnect in a world that's designed to pull us apart? Joey has a documentary out called The Great Separation that's now available to stream on SBS On Demand. The Great Separation is a groundbreaking social insights documentary that follows protagonist Joey Fry on his journey to understand loneliness and connection, guided by experts along the way. The film's been created with the directional oversight of award-winning filmmaker Shannon Swan and cultural observer Simon Hammond. Joey, so nice to meet you, mate. And we're saying before, it's so great to be able to do this in person. And especially for me, I've been doing this for two and a half years now. And I think this is my third in person for the whole podcast. So I've sort of made it a remote one. But yeah, I appreciate you coming over. No, I appreciate doing it in person as well. Like I've done a few of these kind of things over the phone. Yeah, You lose a lot of that uh, personal connection when you don't know the face on the other end. You can't tell the body language of another person through through the phone. So it's so good to be able to do it in person. 100%, 100%. And I mean, it's probably something that will come up in this conversation, a big part of that mental health conversation where spending so much time isolated now behind screens, COVID obviously made it, you know, a huge thing. But in general, that's like life is, you know, we're living on phones and you have to make a real effort to, you know, go and get into the community, see people in person and Well, it's almost like a protective barrier that we have. Like we hide behind our phones and we're not so much having those international connections with, you know, people in our community, like you said. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what a big thing that I'm on. I want to be more connected to my community. And um, it's something that we hide behind is the, the phone and technology. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, it's such an important thing. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, so we'll, we'll touch on all of that. But um, I always start off the podcast by just to give our listeners a background and let them get to know you better. Can you give a bit of a backstory on yourself and how you came to be doing what you're doing now and, yeah, what you are doing now. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Joseph Fry, better off Joey. Everyone calls me Joey. I'm a 26-year young man from Newcastle and I'm a proud above-knee amputee. So I guess the reason why you and I are speaking today, Nick, is the story of how I became to become an um, above-knee amputee. Uh, it's a story of, you know, hardship and um, hard times in my life and, you know, poor mental health and poor decisions, but it's also one of, you know, a great comeback and to the happiest and healthiest times in my life. So would you like me to get into the story, I guess? Yeah, I guess like if, yeah, if you're happy to, we may as well go into that and, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
So I guess we really start back in 2019. At this age, I'm a 23-year young man. I have a plastering business that I'd set up with a few employees. I have a great bunch of mates. I have a girlfriend. We're traveling the world. We're having a great time. Uh, and I'm cruising through life at this point thinking, you know, life's going to always be this easy, almost arrogant in the way of my thinking that, you know, this is always going to be the status quo. In midway through 2019, I split with my partner and I didn't deal with that loss well at all. And it was quite toxic the way, like my behavior changed so much so that my roommate at the time moved out uh, and that left me living alone as an adult for the first time ever. Mm. So over the next six months, I went through a downhill self-sabotage spiral, you could call it. Um, And looking back on that six months now, I can see that I was suffering from severe loneliness, which is very hard to admit that you're lonely, first of all, to yourself or to anyone else while you're in that state. Yeah. So that's a big thing that I didn't do. I never confronted my feelings and I never was honest with myself or anyone else. So... It led to the incident on Christmas Eve in 2019 where I actually succumbed to the grief of the person I used to be in such a short period of time too. Like this is just over six months, right? Yeah, yeah. So I succumbed to the grief of the person I used to be and I made a very awful decision to try and attempt to take my own life. So with that attempt, it had me passed out for 12 plus hours and the unfortunate way that I passed out had my left leg on top of my right leg and cut mm. off all circulation to the muscles. So wow. it caused a thing called compartment syndrome, which is all the muscles inside my leg just were dying. So 12 hours later on Christmas Day, my best mate found me and um, he lifted me into a position, letting all the toxic blood fl- flow back to my heart. Uh, that left my heart needing to be you know, shutting down and I needed to be revived on the way to hospital. And it was touch and go there whether I was going to live for for a while. Wow. So I was put into an induced coma and I woke from that induced coma six days later in the ICU to my mother standing over the top of me. She said, sweetheart, there's there's been an accident and you've lost your leg above the knee. And to hear that sentence from your mother, it just broke my heart. And it's a truly life-changing sentence and a moment that I'll never forget. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally, as you're describing it, I'm like, it's like something out of a movie, yeah. like the whole thing. I'm like seeing, you know, this whole th- thing play out. Um, it's just, wow, it's, yeah. a, it's a crazy story. It is a crazy yeah. story, and it's it's one that took me a long time to come to terms with. Um, and it's never easy for me to share that story. It's quite a deep and personal one to me. Um, but as I reveal a little bit more of the story and where I'm at now, and uh, it's kind of cathartic in the way that it, it's, it comes back as a full circle kind of thing in, in the story. So yeah, I choose, yeah. To, choose to share it on the grounds of I want people to, first of all, learn from my mistakes and hopefully that they can draw some inspiration from me as well. Yep. Um, so I think it's bigger than just myself. That's why I share. Absolutely, mate. And I'm, I'm positive that, you know, from what you're doing, you're probably saving lives already, even if you don't know about it. Because, I mean, I, I started talking in mental health 12 years ago and, I was sharing my story and I often, you know, I'd never, you'd, I'd forget that it's actually beneficial to people. And then you hear back from people that have gone and got help for the first time or they've, you know, stopped the, whatever it is that they've done. And you just never know wh- who it's going to reach. So yeah. I think it's just so important what you're doing. That's right. It's the feedback, isn't it? So it's like yeah. the, the more feedback I get that I'm doing the right thing by sharing yeah. my story and, and I'm having a positive effect on another person's mental health, it spurs me on to the next one. 
and it gives me wings to be able to share my story even you know bolder and 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 wider to the greater community as well exactly and i mean with um technology now you've got so much access to be able to do that you can reach people all over the world and there's no sort of end to how far you can take that so. no that's it so it's speaking on like the power of social media and things like that everyone says you need to limit your use and everything but i don't think it's so much about limiting the use as more so as using it productively yeah so it's actually connecting us in a way that's incredible but if we're using it in that way of connection and it's going to be less detrimental than just you know mindlessly scrolling exactly i think that's a good message it's sort of because i mean these things are so embedded in society now that we're not going to be able to get off them but we can change how we interact with them and what we use it for what we view what content we consume so well that's it yeah it's not going away social media use news it's part of our lives right now it's going to become more extreme it's part of your work and it's part of my work and it's going to become more extreme uh it's about using it in a way that's healthy to our mental health and uh connections that we have you know across the world and here in australia as well Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, so many questions I want to ask you, I guess, like one of them, um, would you say now coming through that in the path you're on, it's sort of, does it feel like it's almost, you know, you, you wouldn't have become this person that you are now and have gone down this path had that not happened. So it's not like you would ever think that, you know, I don't regret doing what I did, but at the same time, it's almost given you a new lease of life, a new purpose. Yeah and an opportunity to do something that, you know, maybe if you did get through that period but didn't have that extreme thing happen, you might have coasted through and not found this purpose that you're, you're now on. Yeah, for sure, man. You hit the nail on the head. Um, I'm a better young man for it. Not to say that I don't miss my leg. I, yeah. I wake, I'm reminded that I don't have a leg every day of my life when I put the prosthetic on. Yeah. But it's changed me into a better young man for it. So I'm really aware of my feelings now. And I'm honest with myself in ways that I never would have been before. I'm honest with my friends and my family more so around this time. And it really put into perspective what I want in life because it was almost, well, it's not almost, it is a second chance. Yeah. So I remember making a promise to myself when I was in hospital. It was like, if I get out, when, I should say, when I get through this and I'm fitted with my prosthetic leg, I'm going to go and live the most incredible life I can, first of all, for myself and then for anyone else. Mm. Uh, so I didn't know what exactly that looked like. So I didn't pass away that day for a reason, right? Yeah. I knew that. So I just, there was something in me that I knew that was bigger than just this moment, just me in the hospital bed. But I didn't know what that looked like until the documentary was presented to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that opened up, I'm sure, so many doors to yeah to get this message out there. For sure. Yeah. And of course, as well as the message, it was a self-discovery journey for myself. So I'm... At this stage, I'm a, I'm a young man new to the scene of having a disability. I'm trying to find my identity in this new world of who I am. Yep. Um, and I was really given the platform and the time, first of all, the time to heal mentally before I did such a you know a big project so publicly. Yeah. That was a really big thing for me to have that time to really reflect on, you know, my emotions leading up to Christmas Eve 2019, the way that I've dealt with it afterwards. Where would I like to go in this world now that, you know, I have a story, um, I shoulder some of the responsibility being a suicide survivor. Um, it just, I really needed a year, two years to to get that into a nice little box where I was okay. And then when yeah. I was finally t- ready to share my story, 
I did so, and I haven't looked back since. Yeah, it's amazing, mate. And was it something in that period was, did you have a plan about what direction you wanted to go in? What In that recovery period, did you want to help in mental health or was it more just you were you needed that time really to... Yeah, so I needed the time. But I, like I said, I didn't know what it looked like. And my new favourite word out of all of this is serendipity. Yes. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'll, I'll just I love quickly... That. I love serendipity. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> so I'll quickly, quickly explain why. So a song was released in uh, 2021 and it was by my favourite band and the song was about getting back to basics, uh, being connected with friends and family and I just resonated with it so hard. I called into Triple J to talk about why I'm voting for that song. Yep. Um, and before I even knew it, words were just vomiting out of my mouth Where and I was talking about my intended suicide, how happy I am now, how much I relate to the song. Anyway, there was a documentary filmmaker in Melbourne by the name of Shannon Swan, he was driving home at the time and he heard me on the radio. Oh, wow. He had planned already to do a documentary on belonging and connection, but he didn't know who the hero piece was going to be, who the protagonist was. And he heard me on the radio later than he normally would and he just got straight in the blower to me and he called me up. So from that moment, it was, yeah, serendipitous. Yeah. From that moment, I realised this is kind of the direction that I want to go. I want to go share my lived experience story and be in the space of mental health and better other people's lives through the power of my mistakes. Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, please click the subscribe button, leave a like or comment, share with your friends and follow me on Instagram at Nick Brax. I really appreciate your ongoing support. I love that, mate. I love that. And it's 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 a crazy thing. Like you in, you know, a thousand different ways you couldn't have orchestrated that event happening no it's such a crazy thing and i think you know when and i have to remind myself this all the time like all of the important things that have happened in my life have almost been things that i couldn't have forced into reality and you know i think we all know that feeling when we're feeling desperate and you're trying to force things to happen or you're feeling like i need to be someone i'm not i need to do things or we're comparing to other people or whatever it is yeah um but you almost never get the result you want when you're going through that. If anything, it makes it worse. But it's when you it's not about not doing anything. Like like you're saying in that story, you were actively doing different things. You know, you were on on this radio show. If you, if you weren't on it, that opportunity wouldn't have come. But it's about moving forward without needing that agenda. I guess yeah. like being okay enough with yourself that you feel like I'm good enough as I am now. Well, that's what it was. Yeah. I was I was so happy at the time and I, it was kind of a silver bolt, uh, a light bulb moment where I went, I'm kind of on the other side here and I'm yeah. ready to share. Yeah. So just if it, it's that thing, if, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah. So, and I didn't know what it was going to be, right? But it just, yeah. I just knew that for some reason I wanted to share with the country on radio that yeah. I'm finally, you know, I'm happy and I'm on the other side. I wanted to share that wholesome story. And from that call, it's changed my life and hopefully – if you watch the documentary as well, change the lives of so many other people. It's a crazy thing, mate. No, I, and I'm just thinking about my own story when you're saying that where, you know, not not comparable to yours, but I had a car crash. You know, grew up in a well-known family, had a car crash when I was 20 years old, was, was lucky to survive. My best friend was in the car, so the two of us should have been killed. And that created a media storm. And through that, eventually when I worked through things, I was on asked to be on different TV shows, got asked to share my story, and that led to me, you know, having a public speaking career, wanting to help in mental health, and mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't have gone down that avenue in a million years if, if you know, I didn't have those events happen. I was afraid of my own shadow. Well, I think it's the most powerful thing is lived experience. Yeah. Like if everyone yeah. goes through, like I said, you can't compare one story to another. Yeah. Right? Everyone, yeah. you and I are both just two people and see thousands of other stories. Exactly. Right? Everyone's got a story. That's right. right. And um, I think we're very fortunate that we have the platform to be able to share and for people to listen to our stories. Yeah. Um, but I think lived experience is so relatable. Like it's so fresh instead of, you know, some fictionalized drama of you know, some Hollywood people living the high life or something. That's yeah. so dated. That's so dumb. Exactly. It's the relatability to average people like you and you and I that people want to listen to. And yeah, there's so all inspiration from it. A hundred percent. I mean, there's just there is enough of that Hollywood stuff yeah. in the world. That's right. I mean, we all, you know, everyone likes watching a movie or whatever, but there's enough crap out there yeah. and we people more than ever need real you know real life stories yeah. like you said every single person has a story mm-hmm. no story is better or worse or more valid but we all we, we learn by sharing and you know that gives us comfort that a, a lot of the time like what you're saying when you were going through that period for six months where you felt like there was no you know you didn't know how to get through it sometimes just hearing from other people that hey i went through a similar thing yeah and i came through it this is what i did i could you know do you want to do you want? Do you want? Do you want to talk to me about it? Do you want to go to? You know, he, how, what do you want to? Can I help you? It's just well, that's why I choose yeah. to share the story. Yeah, that's, so I I have a really powerful message in the way that I am a you know a suicide survivor and everything, and but I don't tend to harp on that part of the yeah. story too much. Yeah. It's yes, I went through a depressive, lonely state. Yes, I understand how that feels, but I'm also here on the other side, and this is my way that I did things to get to where I am now. Yes. Um, and that, no two ways are going to work for the same person, right? So yeah, different uh, tips and tricks for different people will work in different ways. But for me, it's powerful to share my story and the ways that I have become you know, the young man that I am today. Yeah, and I love that message you're saying there that you know no two ways work for different people because I think there's a lot of misinformation out there as well and a lot of people saying that, you know, I've got the formula for how to go through these things or whatever it is. And really, it's just about broad education. It's about learning from each other and understanding, okay, here's a whole bunch of tools. What can I try? And, you know, through trial and error, you start to find what works for you. That's right, trial and error. And I think another one is consistency. Yeah, you need to consistently be doing these, putting these things into practice for your mental health. So for me, it's, it's, you know, all the obvious ones, healthy exercise, healthy eating, um, social connection for me is the big one. Yeah, um, I'm a quite an extroverted person, and I need to go and talk to people, meet new people, push myself into situations that are a little bit out of the comfort zone. Um, yeah, for me, those things consistently equal to better mental health. Yeah, um, and I do also understand that it's quite hard to stay consistent. You know, um, so sometimes you'll have a day where you're like, oh, I just don't want to do it. Like it's it's an effort. It's yeah, a real effort. exactly. That in itself is okay too. Yeah. For just noticing the fact that, you know, today's not a great day, you know, we'll try again tomorrow, but keep yourself accountable to your own health. I think that's a big one. 100%. It's probably the biggest thing I talk about, just building habits. Yep. But like you're saying, not being so rigid that you're going to beat yourself down if you don't do it because then you probably will give up and not stick to it. That's right. Just being every, every day and not having to get, do anything drastic. It's more just every day doing something, you was, know, like something small. Yeah, I was going to actually mention that. So realistic goals. Yeah. So, you know, if you, if you say to someone that's not a runner and they go, well, I want to run a marathon 
by the end of the week. Yeah. That's just not realistic. And then you're going to start running and you get 2Ks into it and go, well, I've got how many 40 yeah. to go? Like, pull yourself back. And, and you're going to enjoy it. You're going to be like. And you're going to sit sit there and go, well, look, I've failed my goal. Well, because your goal was to reach the moon in a week. Mate. Yeah. Like, make yourself some realistic goals and don't get too down if you don't meet those goals as well. Exactly. Exactly. Because you want, you know, you want your expectation to be pretty much on par with reality for whatever you're doing. For sure. Whenever it's mismatched, that's when, yeah, you like you're saying, you aim too high, your expectation's so high that you're just going to be disappointed. Then you're going to beat yourself up. Then you're probably going to give up. Then you're probably not going to try the other thing yeah. because you're going to do the same thing. So it's about just tiny steps. And I think we all forget, it's more, more so than ever in this day and age, where we can jump on our phone and we can compare ourselves to anyone in the world, yeah. whatever industry we're in. We, if we want, if we want to play that game, we're never going to feel good about ourselves because there's always going to be someone better. That's but right. what we forget is what did that person, what have they been doing behind the scenes? How long have they been on that journey? What are the daily things they did? And it's just small daily steps. And if That's you right. do it for long enough, it builds and it builds and it builds. Mm -hmm. But it's about trying to find and joy in the process of doing it. Because otherwise, right. you, you don't, if you just want the result, how are you going to stick to it? That's right. Yeah. So comparison is a really tricky one because it's it's something that we're all guilty for, right? Yeah. It's, um, it's in your face all the time. You've got to let go of the comparison things and realize that you are who you are. I think once I accepted the fact that I am me and I, this is my journey, this is my story, then things became a lot clearer in what I wanted in my goals and things like that. And I'm a very ambitious person, but someone told me that my goals were too ambitious and to bring them back. So just let's yeah. go stepping stones to get to where we want to go. Yeah. So I'll just share with my, my big goal now. Like, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> the big end goal for me is to represent my country in the Paralympics in 2026. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Downhill yeah. skiing. Yeah. So that's the end goal. Right? Yeah. Great God, how good is that? I'm going to yeah. But what the, the coaches and everything have done, they said, all right, let's go back, 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 back. Let's go to step one. What's yeah. step one? And step one was for me to move down to the snow this year, train as much as I could, save some money. Yeah. Uh, step two was to start introducing to coaches. Uh, and then the new goal that I have now is I'm actually moving over to Colorado. Oh, nice. For six months in November. So. Yeah. And oh, soon. Yeah, soon. very soon. So yeah. I'm going to be yeah. training with the US Paralympic ski team. Yeah. Um, have a few races, get my experience up, and then the next goal is to make the Australian high-performance team. Yeah. So, again, stepping stones onto that greater goal. Yeah, yeah. It's it's critical. It's so important. But I love that, and I think that's an amazing goal to have. Yeah. And, yeah, it's a great example, what you're saying there, of just breaking it down. And something I was just smiling when you were talking about having these big goals and having having to go and, you know, bring it back to reality because in the past that was my biggest, you know, issue i had these huge dreams and aiming so high but was trying to just do too many things and not being realistic about the process and but it's okay to dream though like i think it's great you, you want know to, you should you want to have that end goal you should and, never lose that and you want to think yeah. about it before you go to bed and you want to wake up in the morning you want to go okay yeah but it's about working towards that that goal isn't it <clears throat> exactly so never lose that goal a dreamer. yeah never lose that part but then just you know if you don't know how to do the middle part yeah get people that, you know, find a mentor. I think for mentors sure. are yeah. the most important thing. For sure. And I guess if we're relating it back to mental health, the goal is happiness, right? But there is no journey, there is no end to mental exactly. health, right? So exactly. every day is a, 
not a battle, but it's a, it's a journey that we go on. And you know, I'm never going to be fixed and I'm always working on myself. And I know that it's going to be good days. I know there's going to be bad days. But again, you break down the steps in the way to your positive mental health journey. And it starts with the most simple one. What can I do right now to make my mental health a little bit better? Exactly. Be, you know, <clears throat> spending an hour less on the phone, going outside with a walk for a puppy. Um, it's a journey, the mental health one for sure. Oh, massively, massively. And I think that's, yeah, one of the most important points, what you're saying there. It's because it's intangible, I think people want. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. To look at it like, how do I just solve this if I'm struggling or whatever? How do I find a solution? But it's exactly that. And it's like everything in life. Like if we stop trying to grow and learn, that's when, you know, life loses meaning. That's yeah. what the point is. It's not about getting to any end point it's just taking you know just growing and learning yeah. and with mental health there is no end it's like saying that i want to go and um you know lose 20 kilograms and get really fit and do all these different things and i you know go to the gym i eat well and i achieve that goal and then i stop because okay i should be fine forever it's like you have to do yeah, you have these to things it. that's right you have forever to, you have to keep training and keep working on yourself and if you stop then what? what no what's the point exactly and i think i think people stop a lot of the time because of what you were saying earlier you know they're aiming for no i just want to run the marathon now yeah. and they don't really they're not caring really about the actual enjoying the process as mm -hmm. well so it's about finding okay how do i find that meaning in the daily things i'm going to be doing yeah rather than just attaching to that one you know tiny part of it which is the end goal i think what you said there you've got to enjoy the process is a massive one yeah so yeah. one of the coaches said to me, he said, mate, you've got to love it. You've yeah. got to want to do it. Like yeah. It becomes your career. It becomes your life. Yeah. If at any point you're thinking, I want to be somewhere else, then like that's it. Your heart's not in it. So yeah. you really want to enjoy the process, enjoy the little wins along the way. And I'm at the stage at the moment where I do. So I jump on yeah. my ski. Yeah. So I ski on one leg without the, without the prosthetic. Yeah. Um, well, that would be... It's difficult. It'll be tricky. You have, to, <laughs> you have to have good balance there. <laughs> yeah, so I, I use outriggers. So they're yeah. like for the listeners own. They're like uh, ski poles, but have skis on the bottom of. Them. Right, right, yeah, right. So I yeah. use them for balance. I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, but with the prosthetic, I've had to learn to be a little less. I'm still an independent person. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have to ask for help. Everything's a little bit slower now. It's a little bit more painful. But when I get on the ski fields and get rid of the prosthetic, and it's just my natural body, I feel creative again. I feel mm. more like, like myself. I'm inspired by myself as well. And just that feeling that I'm just, I'm me again down the mountain, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. So I still have that enjoyment in the training side of things, not just the end goal. Yeah, I love that. There's just this freedom when you're out there. Yeah, it, it really is. really is. And did you, had, had you skied in the previously before before you lost the leg? Had you, so I was a snowboarder. You snowboarded. I had yeah. a really big love so you've for it. Had, had experience. I had experience yeah. on snow. Yeah. And it was always a goal of mine to get back on this on the snow i didn't yeah. know what that looked like and also i didn't have the confidence to do so so yeah. like i said i was trying to find my identity as a new person living with disability when i went through the filming of the documentary it was 
first of all, cathartic and a self-discovery journey. And it really sparked a new confidence within me. That yeah. I can do this. I can live a life on one leg and I can live it full. And 100%. And you know, why, why, why can't you? Exactly. Well, that's it. Like what's holding you back? What's yeah. holding me back? And it was only my limitations. And yeah. My mindset that was holding me back. So and once, people have done, you know, huge things with oh, way, way bigger limitations than that as well. Yeah. So, so like, limitations are only what we make them. Yeah. Um, and we're bound by our limitations. And I think once I realized that and became free of that, you know, mental exhaustion that I'm going to fail. Yeah. I, like I said, I just became free and I just went and did it. And then another yeah. serendipitous chance meeting, I met the, one of the Paralympic ski teachers. Oh, wow. And it just snowballed, pardon the pun, yeah. from, from there. Yeah. 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 Perfect timing for that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, it's amazing, mate. Well, yeah, I, like putting, yeah, hopefully, um, it all all goes to plan, and like, yeah, I'd love to love to track your progress in that because it sounds like such an exciting journey. It is an exciting yeah. journey, and it's it's. I'm really at the moment spoiled for choice, so yeah. I do have yeah. two yeah. ambitions. It's it's to live a better life, more connected with friends, family, community. Yeah, spread spread my story through public speaking and things like that. Yeah, and then I've also got this amazing avenue of you know I could be a Paralympic skier, which yeah, which yeah. is I mean it rounds out the story quite perfectly doesn't it so oh. it's from you know the darkest emptiest loneliest times in my life in 2019 to the self-discovery journey of getting healthy um being aware of my mental health sharing my story you know positively affecting strangers people in the community and yeah. then for me to go and set this goal off as a you know paddling skier in a year's time i could no. be it's the full circle going all the way around. Isn't what better it? example for people to go from, you know, from that to, to this? It's showing how powerful the mind is yeah. and, you know, that anything's possible. Anything we, is you know, possible. We can get through this stuff. For sure. So I yes. do credit a lot of it to the, the journey I had of the documentary. Hey, guys, if you're enjoying this podcast and want to learn more, I've released my first book, Move Your Mind, How to Build a Healthy Mindset for Life, where I talk about my own journey with mental health and share tips from experts on how to maintain a healthy mindset. You can buy the book on Amazon or through my website at nickbrax.com slash book. Yeah. So almost your your issue at the moment is choosing. You you almost got too many options. Like how do I choose where I put my time? I've got like too many things that it could potentially take my <laughs> my bandwidth. That's right. But uh, I'm trying to Which is right. get yeah. my eggs in, in all baskets yeah. for sure yeah. because I'm passionate about both. So yeah. Yeah. one for the skiing, that's about me. Yeah. The one for the public speaking and sharing my story and being in this mental health space, that's for everyone. That's, yeah. Um, and it's something that I am passionate about and I want to go down that angle for sure. I love that, mate. And I'm, I'm just drawing so many parallels in my own life where <laughs> it's sort of I, um, when I worked through my, my own, you know, issues that I was going through and got into the mental health, it became, okay, this is my way of giving back. I want to do this forever, whatever capacity it is. Yeah. I just want to help in mental health. <laughs> And then I found acting was the thing that, you know, I started pursuing and I was terrified to do it, but always wanted to. And that became, you know, my version of like what you're doing with, uh, you know, trying to compete in the Olympics of finding that thing just for me that I yeah. want to challenge myself and what can I do? Because I always wanted to be an athlete. So I wanted to find something like that. So yeah. anyway, yeah. just drawing parallels. No, no, it's pushing yourself yeah. out of the yeah. comfort zone. And I think we become better people for it. Yeah. When, yeah. when you put yourself into a tiny little box like this and you're not open to new experiences or anything. I just don't think you're living the life that is, you know, I think you're living your life in a box. Yeah. And, and there's there's bigger and better things that are out there. You, you can feel gotta, it. You exactly. just got to push yourself to, to get there. 
Exactly. Yep. Be out of our comfort zone. That's right. Um, so can you tell tell me more about your documentary? Yeah, of course. So the documentary, it's called The Great Separation. It's out now on SBS On Demand. Yep. Um, this is not a doco about me and my life. Right. Uh, it's about how, as a society, we've become more disconnected in a world and a time where we've never been more connected. Yeah. So yeah. we're losing the connections with, first of all, our friends and our families um, and in, within our communities. Uh, we're spending you know too much time on phones, but building houses and apartments in a way that are limiting our interaction with our communities. Yep. Um, we're living a more digital life, so we're not having face-to-face body language and everything like that. So what I do is the story goes on my journey and I go to different experts across different fields across the country and first of all share my story and then they in their field tell me how we can be better more connected or less lonely and it's a it's a really powerful piece in the way of anyone can come back from anything uh if you are connected with you know your friends and family absolutely and we speak to you know so many different amazing experts like dr michelle lim who's a clinical psychologist and uh, chair member for Ending Loneliness Together. She has some very powerful things to say. Hugh McKay, who's a um, human science uh, researcher, social researcher or something. I hope I'm getting that right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's uh, so many different yeah. amazing um, – uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Experts. Experts. Thank yeah. you. There we yeah. go. That, yeah. that feature in the film that really um, help, you know, discuss the way that we are as a society right now yeah help to show that that more clinical side or the the um psychological side of of what you're talking about in there yeah. and how that really impacts and yeah no that's it's inc- it's such a relevant topic it's just yeah. like we're talking about that earlier and it's you know as humans we're built to be in communities we're meant to be that's how we're happy like we're meant to be around other people supporting yeah. each other it's not meant to be about the individual and so much of the message now is how can you learn to be okay on your own, be more independent, be more, you know, and, and it's almost teaching you that you, you're weak if you can't yeah. learn that. It's like, well, no, like you become a lot stronger when you've got people around you. Yeah. No, even, a you know, an athlete, if that, an individual sport, no one gets there without a huge team behind them, That's without right. support. So it's just such a critical message. It's a big thing that we touch on in the documentary. So uh, Hugh McKay speaks to it. He speaks to it. As humans, we grew up in herds, yeah, and our herds have gotten smaller and smaller. And like you said, we're in the, today's day and age. We're trying to be so individual, yeah. When really we are herd animals, and we are trying to the best way to live is by sticking with the herd and sticking with the feeling belonging, connected with your community. Yeah, we're going against nature, which doesn't make sense. That's it. Yeah, but uh, mm. it's. It was an amazing journey for me to go on, for sure. Yeah. And I would yeah. highly recommend that people check it out on SBS because it um, it goes pretty heavy for the first 10 minutes. It's you know, my, my attempted suicide, my journey, but the way that it's told is just you leave the cinema thinking about how can I, what can I be doing in my life better? So yeah. I think there's a perfect yeah. message for each person that watches it. For and anyone that no matter what. You're going through in your yeah. life, so different age groups, um, yeah. different um, people in, you know, different social economic things and like that. It's um, everyone has a little piece to take out of it, which is um, really says a lot to the editing and says a lot to the, you know the producers the way that it was put together. Because I'm not an actor yourself, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> in front of the camera. How, how was that experience being on camera and going and 
it was doing all the different locations and everything. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. No, nothing else, no, like nothing I've ever done before. And I really gave my all to it. Like, yes. The, mate, let me tell you, the blooper reel would be longer than the <laughs> yeah. documentary because it's quite nervy being in front of the camera for the first yeah. time. Yeah, oh, it feels awkward. Well, yeah, you're, so, you're so aware of what you're saying and you're like, yeah. you know, how do I normally use my head? Like, what do I normally do? Exactly. You, you start just, sort of thinking, yeah, you exactly. Start questioning yourself. But the more that I did it, the more comfortable I felt. Yeah. Um, and it just it's just sort of clicked. And for me, the, the, the biggest thing was... Um, so the documentary filmmaker, he said, "Look, I've cut a scene. Do you want to? Do you want to watch it?" Yeah. And every time I said no because I'm just being my at my honest self the whole way through. Right. So right, if I watch right. it, then I'm gonna you know edit the way that I talk, the way that yeah, I think. Yeah. So the whole way throughout, I'm so honestly vulnerable of who I am in the documentary, and it's almost it's that. so relatable to to the audience. And it's it comes across that way. It's so authentic. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's the big thing that hits with people. It's just like this bloke is just you know average Joey. That's all he is. And just being honest and sharing your story. And you know exactly. Other people will see that and realize, wow, you know, I've gone through a similar thing in my yeah. own life, and I can apply some of these tools to you know get through it. And yeah. this is what to do. So yeah. Well, a lot of the tools that I learned along the way, I put into my friends practice in my social life yeah so social yeah. life and my personal life as well so um i'm finding that all the things that you do consistently it just it betters your mental health and your physical health and your social connections and it turns out these experts do know what they're talking about <laughs> it's so true isn't it like uh, yeah it's i i've had a lot of moments like that where i think back to when i was younger and even things my dad was telling me when i was younger and you know, you, I was sort of pig-headed and um, in a different area, and this was in business sort of advice. And and looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? What, you know, what like people, to it? <laughs> people know what they're saying. A lot of these experts do know what they're saying. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Like, like, we, it's almost arrogance. It's like, come on, I know what I'm doing. Exactly. But these guys are, you know, trained professionals. They have experience in the field. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up to what they have to say. It's ego, really. You know, yeah, we all want to feel like we have the answer, but we don't. You know, no, we, we, we're all vulnerable. We all don't know what's going to happen. We can only, you know, do our best. But I think, I think when you take a step back and you think about exactly that, yeah, you think about um, I don't have all the answers, yeah, and I can, you know, I can take, I can accept help from other people and things like that. Once you take that kind of stuff on board, then you know, it's you're, you're moving yourself outside that limitation box. I reckon. Yeah, exactly. Moving out outside of that, and you know, getting out of your comfort zone, which is being okay with facing your fears, getting yeah. uncomfortable. Sure. So anyone that wants to watch the documentary, they can go to SBS On Demand. Yep. Is that and the best way? It's out now. So it's called The Great Separation. Yep. Go check it out and, yeah, let me know what you think. I've had amazing feedback, yep. all positive feedback. So Yeah, I'll, I might watch it tonight. Yep. Um, and for anyone listening, we'll also put a link in the in the show notes for this if they're for SBS On Demand, I guess. Or yeah, for sure. Whatever else. Absolutely. Um, so I'm super interested to, I think you've touched on it, but, what are some of the things that you do in your day-to-day life to just keep you grounded to look after your mental and physical health? Yeah. So consistency is a big one. Uh, first of all, it's exercise. So that partners in with, my, you know, training to make the Paralympics. So yeah. it's daily exercise. It's um, one of the th- first things I do in the morning is I don't touch my phone for half an hour. That's a huge one. It's yeah. a big one yeah. because when you're looking at your phone, you're decreasing all the all the uh, happy hormones in your, in your brain, like serotonin. So our brains are wired to take in stress a lot more, ten times the rate than what um, 
it is for pleasure or happiness. Yeah. So the first yeah. thing you do in the, in the morning, if you're waking up, you're scrolling, you're seeing all these messaging and this you know, um, subliminal advertising and things yeah. like that. This is stressing your brain first thing in the morning. Yeah. So half an hour, I'll wake up. It's either try get a coffee into me. I'm the big coffee drinker. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll brush my teeth. I'll start the day, and then from there, it's all right. I'll open the phone and see where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing I do is I look outside. And I think of three things that I'm grateful for. Whether it was so this morning was I was grateful for the beautiful weather in Melbourne. I'm grateful my dog let me sleep all the way through the night last night because <laughs> normally she likes to climb off my head. Yeah. Um, and I'm grateful that I was coming to speak with you this morning. I oh, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and then it's just there's three things that we're just start, starting to think about that's not, you know, the worst things in the world. So we're not yeah, thinking about yeah. work in that in that moment. We're not thinking about, you know, I've got to do the dishes and get all this stuff done. It's, it's just what are we happy for right now? Yeah, um, yeah. And then it's time with my puppy. So she, she's a really big one. She's she's what sort of dog have you got? She's a German Shepherd. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah and um, she she's three years old. She was. I got her when I first lost my leg. So yeah. we really went on the journey together. Yeah. Um, so I see in her the growth of, of me as well. Yeah. So spending time with her, getting off the phones and things like that, they're a massive boost to my to my mental health. So they're just you know, some, of, some of the things I can do. Um, we speak about in the documentary the power of cold showers. Oh, uh, yeah. This is yeah. one that I hate. <laughs> Same. I started doing it, but it is so painful. Yeah. <laughs> Especially I just relocated down here to Melbourne. And as we know, Melbourne weather can be quite uncommon sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I start my shower nice and warm, get all my pits and, bits and bits clean. Uh, in the last 30 seconds, I just close my eyes and yep. turn it to cold yep. and get it over with. Exactly. But it's the consistency of doing that that makes me feel better for it. Yes. So yep. if anyone yep. at home, try it. You can curse my name while you're doing it, but give it a go. Exactly. And I, I like that way. That's the only strategy that's worked for me because I've got friends that do like the cold plunges or the ice bath or they'll have a cold shower for like five minutes. I can do probably similar, like 20 to 30 seconds at the end of a warm warm shower. shower, That's it. I don't want to, you know, that's enough. Yeah. Otherwise I won't do it. (laughs) So yeah, there's some of the things that work for me in my day to day life with my mental health. And like I said, it's, you find what works for you and you stick with it because it's going to be different for every, every person. Absolutely. Well, um, thank you for sharing that. And what I love about what you're saying there is, they're all, you know, simple things. Like they're they're not things that are so overwhelming yeah. that you're gonna not stick to it. You know, like yeah. they're very simple things that are effective. And yeah. and 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 yeah, even thirty minutes of not checking your phone. That's not easy to do. Actually, no. it's like so um challenging not to look at it first thing. But they all make a big difference. They do. They do. So the phone one was a big one because, like I said, it stresses your brain straight away. And I think people that work from their phones and from technology, like yeah. people in offices, that's a big one because. You're waking up and you're going into work mode immediately. Yeah. So if you're checking that email, of, even if you're not replying to it, your brain is already thinking about it. So if you're giving yourself half an hour in the morning where it's just totally for you, yeah, I think that is a really big thing towards you know positive mental health. You're giving, you're allowing yourself time to be just you. Yeah, and you're setting the theme for the day by doing that. You yeah. know, you're not starting it off in chaos. So yeah, that's right. So like you're dedicating yeah. a, a portion of your life toward work. Yeah. Why are we waking up? first half an hour when we're not working yeah you know let's be who we are essentially at the start of every day exactly. so try that try that out tomorrow for the people at home half hour without the give phone. it a go i love that one
Uh, well, mate, thank you so much again for sharing all of this. I think yeah, your story is incredible and, you know, I can't wait to see the documentary and, yeah. you know, love everything you're doing. Love You've inspired me truly by listening to it. So I think it's another version of, you know, hearing these stories that always does have an impact. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, really appreciate everything you're doing. No problem, man. I, I enjoy doing it. So that's why yeah. I do it. Love it. Um, well, we finish every episode with five closing questions. Mm-hmm. So the first one is, um, what is the best childhood memory that comes to mind for you? Uh, my first wave. So I'm a big surfer. I was a big grommet growing up in, in Merriweather. Um, I remember standing up for the first time and just falling in love with it. And from that moment until the, my last breath on this earth, I'll yeah. remember it and I'll keep chasing that feeling. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Appreciate that. <laughs> Um, what would you say is, I mean, there's so many, but what, what do you think is one of the biggest burdens on mental health in society? I think the stigma around it. Yeah. So it's, it's almost a taboo uh, subject to bring up with somebody. So these conversations aren't being brought to life because of the un- uncomfortableness of them. Yeah. So it's very hard to admit to someone or to anyone that you have, you know, right now, poor mental health. Yeah. So I think the stigma around it, which I will say is getting better yep. in, in recent years. Um, there's more discussions around our mental health, but um, it's we still have a long way to go. Yeah, exactly. It, it is improving, but there's you know I think we can't see that as taking our foot off the pedal. There's no. not a huge way to go. Yeah, there's a lot happening behind the scenes. Um, what's your personal definition of happiness? Uh, that's a really good one. So <laughs> <laughs> my happiness comes in first first and foremost, like myself, I need to feel happy and content with what I'm doing in right now and what I'm working towards. So like I said, I'm an ambitious person. So if I'm working toward my my goals, that's where I'm in my true form of happiness. Yeah, love that. I I think I'd share that with you now. That's a great one. Which is a very inward thinking one. So I'd also like to say that I give so much of you know myself to other people and stuff as well. So I get happiness from a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. Being an ambitious and a goal-driven person, if I'm working towards it, that's where my happiness is for sure. Exactly, yeah. If I don't have that vision and don't feel like I'm doing the steps towards that, that's when I'll start to fall apart, sort of needing to you know, see where you, what you're working towards and have that blueprint. Yeah. Uh, what are you most afraid of? This is a very personal question to answer. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, th- I'll give you the honest answer. So, mate, I'm terrified of hospitals. Yeah, well. So I had a tr- yeah. truly, truly awful experience in my time in hospital. I also had an amazing experience. I found connection. I found you know, love in my life and everything mm. and it took such a tragic incident in my life to realize the connections and the love I had. But I still see the hospital as some sort of beast and I don't like the person that I become. So I'm terrified of hospitals. I don't know how yeah. else to, yeah. to put it. Well, appreciate you being honest and, yeah. and sharing that. Yeah. I imagine what some of the other people that people said snakes and um, <laughs> spiders and things. <laughs> afraid of, yeah, sometimes things like that. Sometimes afraid of, you know, something happening to their kids. Uh, yeah. Afraid of death. Mm-hmm. Um, afraid, uh, it's a whole range of things. Yeah. But, have you ever had someone be like, I'm not afraid of anything? Come on. I have. I have. <laughs> not many, but yeah. <laughs> I've had a couple that couldn't. Um, couldn't come up with couldn't something they were afraid of. Oh, I think there's only two that had that. You should start a new podcast being like, can we get this bloke to be afraid of something? Yeah, exactly. We've got to find something. There's yeah, got to be something in the whole world. That's yeah, right. exactly. I think everyone's got something. Uh, well, final one on a more positive note. What are you most proud of? I'm proud of the young man that I am today. Um, yeah. So I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but the best part about making mistakes is the fact that we get to correct them. 
Yeah. And that's all I'm trying to do in my second chance at life. So I'm, I'm very proud of myself. Well, I appreciate it. And I think you've got a huge amount to be proud of. And I mean, you, you're, you've already done so much for your age and I think it's exciting for you. You know, you've got so much time to do all of these different things. So I think you're making a huge difference in the world. And again, really appreciate you making the time to come here. And oh, sorry, one final thing. Where can we send people if they want to learn more about you? Uh, so check out my socials, uh, that dude with one leg on Instagram, yep. uh, Joseph Fry on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm always available. I'm a public page, so feel free to have any comments or anything. And I'd always try and reply to everyone. Yeah, amazing. Well, we'll put all of the links in the show notes, so make sure to check all of that out. And, mate, thank you again for making the time. No problem, Nick. Thanks appreciate it. Me, thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks so much to Joey Fry for joining me today for Move Your Mind. Also, a huge thank you to those of you listening. I really appreciate your support. If you'd like to learn more or connect with me personally, visit www.nickbrax.com or send me a DM on Instagram at nickbrax. Please don't forget to click the subscribe button, leave a like or comment, share with your friends, and follow me on Instagram. It really makes a difference. Thank you so much. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.